I think maybe because you do so much stuff <clears throat> with your kind of one-to-one mm. fairs and bits and bobs, it's like that's why I assumed you'd done quite a bit. Yeah, no, but it's yeah. nice. This is your first. This is yeah. Podcast. I don't feel like yeah. This is what's happening. Yelling at Concrete Podcast, Shanna. Thank you. Thanks for having me. As mentioned, yeah. I mean, as I say, this is I'm fairly relaxed with how I structure podcasts, so I never really mind. <laughs> um, for the people listening, can you describe what you do? Which is a big question. That's quite a big question to begin with, isn't it? As we were just saying, <laughs> where shall I begin? Um, so I am an artist, mm-hmm. an art therapist and a life coach, holistic life coach, or transformational life coach. (laughs) I kind of like that word and I kind of don't like it at the same time. But um, I've done a lot of work with people and a lot of work on myself. And, you know, people do transform themselves, so it's it's a good word, really. Transformational. Yes, transformation. So Yeah, there's a lot attached to it. Yeah. Yeah. Understand it not being a because, but then at the same time, I think <clears throat> with you saying a uh, holistic life coach instead of just life coach, they're two very different images of a coach. Because when I think life coach, I think like kind of think loud American, yeah, like someone yelling at you to sort your life out and doing all that kind of stuff. Whereas holistic makes it suddenly very yeah. soft, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I actually did a question on Facebook mm. asking, I got loads of answers back what to call myself because yeah. it was like there's a lot to choose from in terms of that coaching mentoring thing and I didn't initially like life coach mm. but the reason I went for it was that that is actually the title of the course holistic life coach so I okay. thought the certification is in that yeah. and a lot of people pointed out that um well two things is that worldwide the word life coach is recognized and people know what it is so it's like okay that ticks the box in terms of you know people know what that is so if they're looking for it they can find it Mm -hmm. um and then the other thing which a friend in spain she's a yoga teacher in spain and she pointed out to me the fact that so much history of um psychotherapy and transformational therapy and Mm -hmm. um transcendental meditation all these things came from america and i actually realized that my response was just like yours i kind of had this prejudice of i don't want to sound too american and that's what i actually put my facebook post and then rosie messaged me and was like yeah but actually a lot of good stuff and a lot of trainings and a lot of theories and concepts have come from america within the kind of coaching and well-being um sphere and i was Mm. like that's so true. Like yeah. you can't actually, yeah, you can't step away from that. You know, so much did come from America. Um, it's kind of like the word yeah. therapist. Like if you throw a therapist out, people react differently to it if you say doctor. Yeah. It's like, <clears throat> you just, there's no way to disconnect from that word, so you kind of have to embrace it. Yeah. In yeah. It's very double-edged. <laughs> it, it is double-edged. And, you know, when I watch like, think well I don't watch a lot of TV but whenever I see like in films or you know series where a therapist shows up they tend to they don't 
get um, shown in a very good light. Like I sit there cringing, yeah. it's like it's no, a very that's negative not thing what we of, do. <laughs> they would never and, yeah. say that in reality, you know. Um, and yeah, I guess there's a diff. Well, there is a difference between therapist and coach. So my background is art psychotherapy. Right. So I have uh, had training in psychodynamic theories or as my supervisor used to say the woolly school of psychotherapy I was like yeah that's my kind of school (laughs) you know it wasn't like very strict Kleinian object relations um kind of Freudian psychotherapy it was much more like woolly holistic like eclectic like uh, bringing a bit of humanistic or Jungian or something like that I was like yeah I'm I'm from the woolly school of psychotherapy psychotherapy. so that was my background but Um, coaching is much more has a, um, much more of an investment in looking at intention moving forwards mm-hmm. and you know it's been an amazing year learning because we've had to learn a lot about all the neuroscience stuff that's coming up now yeah. which is just absolutely fascinating that probably is a whole other podcast because I could go on and on and on about neuroscience and stuff um, but what's interesting is that it's part of the neuroscience research now is like backing up things that yogis were doing hundreds of years ago that have been deemed as hippie and esoteric and stuff and now science because we can look at the workings of brains and what Mm. happens when people think a certain thought or breathe a certain way it has a direct impact on the brain and then the body yeah there is absolutely no disconnection between the mind the body and what that's another discussion soul spirit whatever but yeah, the yeah. mind and the body are one yeah you know and um you know i could think one thing about something and it would trigger a chemical response in my brain which then alters my blood you know the hormones that are released into my blood which mm-hmm. then impacts down in my pancreas or something like yeah. that you know and then you think about something in another way and you're releasing endorphins and you're relaxed and you're open and it's it's absolutely fascinating so yeah coaching is much more about finding the intention and where you want to go to yeah really trying to rewrite the story and reframe things in a positive way and i hate the word goals but kind of set some goals i prefer the word intention that has maybe more integrity to it i think that's this is in a way it's kind of why I find or oh, got in contact with you because it's quite interesting to see <clears throat> from one point of view you have that life goal, life coach aspect mm. which is, as you mentioned is, is fairly formal as like a term, yeah. it's very much well you know you can do all creative stuff but without that intention you're not really progressing in yourself or your practice and that kind of stuff so you've kind of taken something which is quite logical yeah. and applied it to something which is quite creative and I thought yeah. that was quite interesting. Yeah. Um, why did I do the life coaching thing? Mm. Why did you start doing why this? Why did I start doing I mean, I don't, it's funny because I guess when you're being creative, you know, some people do work in a really intentional way. Mm. And I used to sometimes work in a really intentional way. And then there would be other ways of creating art, which was very much about n- not, you don't know the intention as such because it's like do you ever find that when you're making art it's a little bit like being in that space of a waking dream where you're where you can sense 
there's something there, a story or an identity, you know, yeah. but you can't quite put it into words. And sometimes when I was painting, it would be a bit like that. Yeah. It's like, I know that there's something here, but you're feeling a bit in the dark and you're just letting the letting something unfold from the image and then you respond yeah. to it, which when is very different from having an, in, an intention. It's, it, this is, it. again, why kind of like I, I wanted to come talk to you, not because I need therapy. <laughs> well I'll be the judge of no, that I find, like, so in terms of I mean we're sat in your studio obviously so yeah. surrounded by your work your work comparative to my work mm. stylistically could not be further apart colour yeah. everything like yeah. that which you're kind of pushing to yours yet yeah. we come to a lot of the same conclusions yeah. in terms of how we create work it's just mm. the visibility and the visuals which connect to it completely different um so like with you just saying that kind of whole idea of being in a waking dream when i did my live podcast where i did my book launch yeah i talked in that about when i have an idea the way i see it is more like it's more like a murky pond yeah okay and there's bricks at the bottom of the pond and you just reach in and you're like, Brilliant. I think there's something in here. I love that. And then every so often you just drag something kicking and screaming nice. out of the pond. <laughs> I was like, so it's, really it's very like much that. the same idea, just yeah, yeah. much more horrific. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> I really like that. Because um, you can't see, so you're just yeah, yeah, rummaging yeah. around for something yeah. to form. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's, that's yeah. I love that way of working because it's really mm. exciting, isn't it? It reminds yeah. me of being in the dark room when I was at college and you'd, you wouldn't ever quite know what yeah. was going to come out it's going through three or four baths of chemicals yeah 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 what's going to happen did I do this happen? right <laughs> oh. and yeah I used to work like that when I started mm. as an artist that is how my work was and I used yeah. to call it spontaneous expression okay. and that mug that you had your coffee in with the yeah. little koi boy he was not intentional at all I was just covering a massive canvas and playing with shadow and okay. colour and my intention actually was to get it to go into a friend's shop with like I was going to have like some kind of arm on it or some Indian pattern and I wanted okay. it to be interiors but the image the psyche of the image the soul of the image just came up yeah and it was like and that was in the days when I used to smoke so I kind of did all this layering it was all very murky pond like and I just sat there with my cigarette <laughs> looking at this picture and it's like waiting yeah and then I see the eye and I see the little figure and I'm like oh there it is you know and then you go back into the image and paint it out it's a really fun way of painting I sketch a lot like that still I think that's something which I've done since I was kind of real young yeah was I never really know what I'm drawing yeah and to draw with intent I find hugely crippling to me actually too. create it. Me too. It's like, oh, I'm going to sit down and draw a bird. It's like, this bird's never going to look yeah. right. Yeah. Whereas if I just start drawing and like, oh, it is a bird, then yeah. I'm drawing a bird and that works out nicely. Yeah, it is crippling. Yeah. And I found that when I went to Spain at the beginning of this year, I nearly got locked down in Spain. <laughs> um, Different lifestyle. <laughs> yeah. Um, like, because I don't like England. January, February, that time of year. I love that time of so, year. oh no, I was it's like, no, I need to go and be in the November sun. through to February is fantastic. Oh no, no, no. Um, no, I, I went over there and I was just going to paint and mm. I was looking after um, someone's dog and I was doing a retreat with a friend of mine. Mm-hmm. And um, I was literally crippling myself because I was so like, I tied myself up in knots about. 
this is what this time away is going to be about and I right. took all of my like preparatory sketchbooks and I, I'd done three photo shoots in preparation for it and um, I was just looking around to see if I had anything to hand to kind of show you what I was going to do but I only I only got about 20% into that project mm. um, before I basically well stuff happened mm -hmm. and I had to leave the property and I ended up staying with a newfound friend mm -hmm. who let me stay with her and her daughter. She was like, you can just use my studio, my, my yoga studio to go and paint. And all I had was like five colours and then some bits of paper like that. Yeah. So I was thrown into this space of not, not many materials, not much time because I was only ever having like two or three hours before she then had a client come and I had to tidy everything away. And it was the best thing that could happen. Yeah. It was the best thing that could happen because there was no intention other than to fill that time and space with creating mm. so just my creative flow came out and I went back to that spontaneous expression technique and I just started having fun yeah and that's what I'd lost I'd really lost the fun yeah which is sad you know when you start when you start not not feeling the joy in painting yeah um, like that because you're crippled by this idea of you've got to have a finished product in a certain way mm. Um, I think that's as well kind of a lot of people experience that when they they have an intention to make something mm -hmm. and then it doesn't turn out how they want it to be made so they just assume that that was wasted time yes rather than thinking well no this is kind of practice and I can use this yeah. for something else I'll just go again at trying to make whatever yeah. I was trying to make and and that like kind of I would get that quite a lot mm. and I suppose some people call that their inner critic yeah and then that can be quite crippling too and I'd got to put after being an artist for seven years, I'd started to get to this point of like, well, unless I'm creating something that I'm going to sell at my next market or I can exhibit next year, yeah. it's not worth anything. Yeah. And that wasn't doing any good for my, my, you know, just okayness of myself. Yeah. It was because I was constantly having my back against the wall. Yeah. You know, it was not very much fun. <laughs> That should be fun. <laughs> should be fun. Says, but, yeah. you know, there are, there are other times, like, with the intentional thing. I mean, the mm. long ladies, that one's my last one that mm -hmm. I did. And she was very kind of clear as a bell. There was yeah. an intention with her. And it's almost like, sometimes this happens with paintings, is they know what they want to be mm -hmm. somehow. Like, you're just like a channel. Okay. Like a vessel. Yeah, yeah, you're just yeah, a vessel yeah, yeah, yeah. for this idea, and it is the murky, it is sticking your hand in yeah. the pond, it's a murky pond, you're pulling something out, but you kind of know the feeling of the rock that you're going for, yeah. or something. So she was, I really, really enjoyed painting her, um, but like I said to you before we started the podcast... I should have been painting a commission when I started painting her and I had to contact the lady going, I'm really, really sorry, but I'm going to just yeah, do my own Interrupting the flow of everything I've done. You're not the priority here, but no, she was lovely and she she was fine. She wasn't yeah. in any rush, but um, sometimes when things want to come, they want to come. Yeah. Whereas the, the commission that I did for her, that I found that very hard because there was a clear intention. She, yeah. she We talked about ideas um, and I actually started the painting once and then discarded it because it, it wasn't coming out right and then I started it again and it actually did change from the original brief mm. 
she still loved it luckily enough um but the original brief it as she was being painted it, it just wasn't kind of quite it, I would have had to have really forced it to yeah. have stayed the same as a brief but she was of the you know I knew the intention behind the commission mm-hmm. for her which was going to be a gift for something else and so I kind of infused it with that yeah. rather than fit into the exact brief I, yeah, I, don't, I, know. Think, I don't I think with I mean with anything like that like especially commission work there is a level of the person who asks you to make something has to trust you. Yeah. So you're essentially just convincing them that what you've done is correct yeah. for what yeah. they want. Yeah. So like, I want a picture of a dog. Like, but you would prefer a picture of a cat. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, and and I do understand that you like giraffes too. So if the neck becomes very long, then, you know, I'm just artistic feeding license. you into it. <laughs> and then just hope that they don't get too picky of it at the end. I hope they haven't bought the frame yes. beforehand because so it's too long to now. This frame. Yeah, yeah. This frame's just not going to work anymore. I think that's, that's just, in a way it's a strange thing. Like we we were discussing before, kind of the way I make work, I make work constantly. There's never really yeah. a gap. Um, so like with the long way, you kind of as much of it can be quite a thrilling thing to experience. Mm. At times, it's kind of cursing because you're yeah. going right. I've got this stuff to do, yeah. but at the same time, my brain's going, well, no, we're going to push this out and push this out. Yeah. And this out. We need to do this, this, and this, and this. Yeah. Um, so you end up making like hundreds of notes and, and all those yes. kinds of things. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, it, when you make work, is it quite quick? Sometimes it can be. Because yeah. um, painting to me always seems to take a while compared to what I do. Mm, <laughs> she was like three days, four days, so that to me is quite quick. Mm. Is that quick to you? Is that what you mean? Or is it um, quick like three hours? quick to me is like if I can get it done in a day I see yeah because mm. so when I paint I do kind of abstract mixed media stuff mm. and the time which annoys me is the time I have to let it dry yes that's because where hair dryers come in because I'm constantly like well I want to do the next bit and again yeah, yeah, I'm fighting yeah. myself yeah. to go okay well I need to do this, yeah. this and this yeah. Um, yeah you end up in a like do you find that you end up like in a like you're in a portal with it and you you don't want to break the magic of that mm. portal so like going leaving your studio going to work or yeah. going and making dinner for your family or interacting with the world outside when really you are just in that you're yeah. in the magic of it and you don't want to leave that space because you don't want the spell to break it's like you're under a spell aren't you creating the work and you're you don't very want locked to. in yeah 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 no, I don't create work that quickly, not in a day. I don't think there's anything here that I've got that I created in a day. Well, that little picture up there mm-hmm. I did in a day. Can you see it? That yeah, little? Yeah. yeah. I was actually ill in bed when I did that. I was years and years ago, about 10 years ago. Do you find that if you don't make things, it affects you? So if you, let's say you stopped for a couple of months, mm. do you think that that'd have a negative effect? Yes. Yeah, it used to be more so. Yeah. Like I used to have to make art. Um, something was settling in me in a certain, mm. such a way at the moment where it, I don't have that urgency to get things out. Um, but I used to be a lot like that. Yeah. But I'm. But I do miss it. Okay. I mean, I'm missing it at the moment because yeah. I've. I'm not. I've only done that one commission recently, and her. But she was like, I did her back in May or something like that. So it's been quite a long time. 
And then I did, I did, this is a new little series that I'm working on that um, um, are kind of specifically for a place mm. that I'm going to turn into little cards. Um, but I get really, yeah, I mean, what I notice is that I'm continually, I'm always daydreaming about mm. painting. And at the moment I'm daydreaming about painting quite big abstract ones, mm. not small, tiny, like delicate fine touched yeah, yeah. art I've, I've I've got I've got a real I can feel it like yeah. coming like a tidal wave like I really want to paint some big paintings that are quite abstract and not of a particular thing yeah. they're more of a feeling or a yeah. place beyond time and space but I, I'm constantly thinking about yeah, it. Yeah. It's just <laughs> kind of there. Don't just, have time to do it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, do you, you find that? Do you find that you get a backlog of ideas and then... Yeah, I mean, I'm kind of, <laughs> to use a, a lack of a better term, I'm kind of self-abusive with my creation. Okay. Yeah, I think most artists yeah. are, aren't they? <laughs> um, so it's, if I get something in my mind which I know I want to make... Yeah. I make it, regardless of how it'll affect anything else in my oh, life. I see, yeah, yeah. I will make it, um, like with painting, because I, I don't paint often, yeah, at all. Um, but when I do, it's literally I'll I'll set my room up to paint, and then it will happen in the space of a week, yeah. And then I'll put it away, and I'll not touch yeah, it, yeah. touch it yeah. again. Um, the same with kind of writing or illustration. Yeah. It just I get very focused on it, very yeah. clear lined of how I'm going to do that. So the backlog the way I kind of catalogue a backlog is a way I've discussed before on the podcast is by the 1% of if I have an idea out there yeah. that's 1% yeah. so I can always go back to it Yeah. even if yeah, it's yeah. I consider it finished it's yeah. 1% of a continuous idea so then it's yeah. done whereas if it sits in my head yeah. it'll just drive me nuts Yeah. so it's like well, that a bit of a purge <laughs> yeah. why yeah. I go a bit crazy sometimes yeah it's, it, it's I'm going to try that it's That's almost like vomiting idea yeah, yeah, I'm just yeah. like yeah I've got to get this out and it's done it's there yeah. put it aside it's like having a, a very large to-do list yes but encapsulated by work so yeah. an idea is never fully finished because you've always started yeah well that's how I approach it yeah maybe I should try that I think maybe if I just give myself some designated time in the studio okay. on a regular basis maybe once a week that's how that could happen yeah you know, but see life I, and mm-hmm. life and stuff interrupts those things as well. <laughs> yeah, well, it, it does, doesn't it? And yeah, yeah. But I, I mean, I don't know if you have this, but um, I have so many ideas mm. that sometimes, like, I'll come in here and maybe I'll just like have a cup of tea and tidy up a bit, get into the space, yeah. and then. It's weird, so I have this resistance to coming in. I think it's because I know I've got such a backlog of things I want to paint, so I have a resistance to coming in. And then I arrive and I'm like, oh, it's like this sanctuary, and then I just want to be in there all weekend. And yeah. maybe that's also the resistance too, because I know once I'm in the space, I won't want to leave it, but I have other commitments now. Yeah. So it's how to fit them. Yeah. In. I think it's well, like, kind of, we, when we were before the podcast, we were saying, like, as creatives, we both do a lot. Yeah. We're not single discipline no. to our lives in any way, shape or form. No. Um, so it does, it creates that. You've got to try and find a balance. Yeah. But one will overtake the other. 
Yeah, sort of but I, I actually, I've been, um, recently over the past couple of years, I've been very mindful of um, understanding that my life is cyclical and not linear. Okay. Um, and that things happen in a, in a cyclical way. So, you know, there's, there's like a, a sort of spiral forward. So I might be on a part of that spiral that is... Like at the moment, it's much more about setting up my business online and mm -hmm. getting all of my Mailchimp stuff and all that sort of stuff done. I'm not in part of the circle, which is creating mm -hmm. the the art. But then I know once that's all set up, and part of the reason why I'm setting up my business in that way is so down the line, yeah. there can be online courses that are already set up so that I can spend more time in the studio. That's the idea, really. Yeah. Makes a lot of sense. I mean, so in terms of kind of to delve into your background a little bit, not too far back. <laughs> yeah, so like, I mean, obviously, uh, like business and life coach and, yeah. and all those kinds of things are fairly what I classify as um, like academic, yeah. formulaic yeah. kind of things. Have you always been able to do that? Because that's something artists seem to be able to struggle with. Mm. Whereas, I mean, like my day life in my job is quite formal. Have it's, I always been business. academic? Well, is I mean, it's kind of, if you always managed to find that you're able to adhere yourself to stuff like business and, and logic and all those kind of stuff. Cause it's, to me, it's very at conflict with art. Yeah, no, no. I literally fly by the sea of my pants in this okay. chaotic way. And somehow it appears formulated. I mean, it looks great. It's really <laughs> no, no, it's really not. I mean, I don't, you know, I know, I don't, yeah, I wouldn't say that I'm formulaic at all. I like, I'm dyslexic, which okay. I discovered when I did my MA of in art psychotherapy, which was quite a long time ago now. Yeah. I discovered I was dyslexic. I think I'm dyscalculus as well, which means that I, I'm not very good with timelines and dates and like, yeah. like my boyfriend does project management for like building machinery for factories and stuff like that yeah. but like I get so stressed at the idea of having to like have a timeline of so when does this get done when does that have to get done and da, da, da. and I used to get very 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 stressed about that sort of stuff um like I'd either start things way 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 too early because I felt anxious about it okay. or I'd leave it right 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 to the last minute and it was all just a bit chaotic and I don't quite know how I've managed to get all the academic qualifications. <laughs> well, that's the thing. You've got, you've got, you mentioned quite a stack of things which I would consider. I'd be sat there going, "Yeah, I'm not. There's no way I'd be able to make it through that course." Or, well, I, <laughs> like, yeah, I nearly yeah. didn't. I, well, I, you know, so when you train as a therapist, you have yeah. to have tr therapy. Yeah. Like it's part of the thing because obviously a lot of people go into therapy from the side of the wounded healer story. It's like. Yeah. I'm wounded and Achilles, he was wounded and he never found a healing technique for his own thing, but he went around the world and he ended up finding lots of healing things for mm. other people, yeah. you know, so we all go into therapy as wounded healers, you know, <laughs> uh, you know, aka fucked up. Yeah. But um, I remember sitting with my therapist and honestly trying to persuade her that I should have been in the inpatients unit that I was working in at this right. like when I was training in my art therapy she's like you know now you know I said like, no I'm sure there's a label for me you know like yeah, I was yeah. absolutely convinced 
Just had the intermission bit. Where was the lady with the ice cream? Yeah, and we're back. Anyway, carry on. Um, yeah. Um, no, I, I, I was very stressed when I was doing my, my yeah. MA. I mean, I was I was very depressed. Yeah. And suffered with a lot of anxiety. And I don't quite know how I got through my mm. MA, really. But mm. I did. It wasn't easy. But no, I did but it. you did it. That's... And that's yeah. the goal. That's yeah, the yeah. end. Of it. Yeah. So in a way, the diploma that I just did, which was a year of an online course, was kind yeah. of a walk in the park compared yeah. to my M because I'd done all the yeah. like quite in depth study because I did it part time mm -hmm. over three years. So okay. and the diploma is like more skimming along the surface. Yeah. The, just like know. just dripping and hours yeah, and years. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I I find it I was because my my the way I kind of manufacture my life is a weird term for it <laughs> um of, yeah I, I, like I don't struggle with that kind of stuff I don't struggle with like project planning or anything oh, like that plan. yeah it's, it just kind of comes to me yeah naturally um so it's like problem solving is the way yeah. I see it and that yeah. that triggers my brain going yeah we're doing problem solving yeah. and that's good yeah, and yeah, blah 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 yeah. um so when my creative side stuff it kind of surprises people at times you're just like oh yeah no actually I do all this kind of stuff yeah and, yeah. That, but I don't know if that's a breakdown. Of well, you're very. <laughs> does all your quirkiness come through your art? Then do you think quirkiness? No quirk. <laughs> I reckon there's a little bit of quirkiness. In you. I think. I mean. I mean. Yeah. There's. I have a lot of quirkiness. I mean, the sense of I use art as a as very much a communication tool. Yeah. With everything. That's how I've always. Is it, and that communication of what like politics ideas or internal states or feelings literally everything just anything yeah else? because so when i started doing art as a, as a babby um it was just a way of escapism yeah and it was yeah. always kind of you know escaping bullying or whatever you want to want to yeah. look at um and then through time it basically just twisted it yeah. into something where I'm like okay as a person i can project one visibility but I'm not necessarily worried about it because I always project what I actually think through my art. Yeah. So it's like, this is society, yeah. and then that's art. Yeah. Um, there's always, I think, I can't remember who told me ages ago, I said, if you want to know more about me, you look at my art. You don't look at me. Yeah. Because I'm yeah. the distraction. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah, that's really interesting, yeah. I mean, like, so you're talking about, like, the, the power of art as being self-soothing. Yeah. At, at, you know with the bullying and stuff and I when my dad died <clears throat> I was always doing little doodles and stuff in my sketchbook and yeah. you know there were times when I really felt like that was a way of kind of like I was hand holding myself you know it was like you're kind of in these weird twilight zones it's mm. like it's quite a surreal time you know and so I made a lot of art at that time yeah. just private art you know um, you know and that, that that's actually that's one of the really healing things about art is that it's um there's an aspect that um, you can express stuff and yet it still is hidden within the artwork as well so mm. like and in art therapy that's like one of the c concepts it's called the the triangular relationship so you've got the therapist mm. and mm. the client and then the artwork and the reason why it's used with a lot of people who you know 
maybe aren't ready for talking therapy or, you know, just struggle to be seen and, and you know, is that they can hide in their art. Yeah. And there's this idea that the gaze is dropped away from, like, we're looking at each other now. Mm-hmm. If somebody's got a lot of shame or anxiety and they might not want that, they might feel they need to hide, then they can hide yeah. in the art. And there's this real delicateness about the layers that art creates, mm-hmm. that you as the creator of the art, you can hide in it. Yeah. I do. I find that's interesting because it's like, I mean, my, I mean, so I saw your work on display was how I kind of found you. Yeah, where was that then? It was Angel. Oh, yeah, in the Angel yeah, Coffee House. Yeah. Um, and I kind of saw that on display. And whenever, whenever I do my own kind of shows or anything yeah. like that, I that's what I worry about more. I have no problem putting out work, but putting it on display and then being present for someone to ask me about it, right, yeah. that I find hugely vulnerable. Of just like, this, you better look yeah. at this. Don't talk to me. Yeah, look at yeah. that. Take everything you need from yeah. that. Don't yeah. talk to me. Yeah. Um, but with your work, because of your involvement with kind of mm. communication and, mm. and coaching people and stuff like that mm. you end up in a bit more of a discussion or it seems to be that you end up in more of a discussion about your work quite openly yeah, <laughs> yeah I suppose and maybe that's from the art therapy training maybe maybe that helps yeah do you find you if people ask you about your work you can explain it quite easily it really depends right like there's a piece behind you which you can't see, which I did in a day. Right. And I don't know what she is or where she came from, and she's quite dark, and there's something very anciently feminine about her. And I, even I'm not that comfortable looking at her. Yeah. And, and it's, you know, we were talking about how, like, I don't know, as an artist, like, do you end up creating work that you second guess that you think? people want to see or are you making really art from here and when you're making art from here and then you go and do an exhibition about it because it's real and you want to present you you want real work Mm -hmm. to be out there that's when the vulnerability comes in and that's the dichotomy isn't it because it's like I started doing all this work because I was supposed to be having an exhibition in Spain next year which obviously isn't happening now because everything's been delayed and I was like no I want this work to be real so I was just literally expressing from that kind of more spontaneous expression that that putting your Mm -hmm. hand into the deep murky water and pulling out something that I don't even know about my soul or my ancestry or whatever it is and then it's like god I don't know if I want to show this work yeah (laughs) it's just this constant you know I think it's it's a common thing with artists to the amount of work artists do make you really only ever see ten percent of it. Like if, if someone's working a lot, like, you just you talk to so many people and like, yeah, I'm working on this idea, I'm working on this yeah. idea, and then you never see them come to light of day. Yeah. And then two months down the line, they'll put out some completely different yeah. thing which they're working on. You're like, I'm so glad that you said that because so often, like I don't know, I was saying to somebody how hard it was. I find it so. I was finding it really difficult being an artist and mm. then having to constantly do Facebook posts and da 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 because. I just wanted to hide, yeah. to go away into that place and make the artwork. I didn't yeah. want things to be observed, the process to be observed. It was so, it just felt so alien, really, to be doing that. Um, and that, yeah, it's um, it's a it's a funny thing about being seen when you're making stuff. And I've got lots of stuff that I've started, mm. or I've announced on Facebook, I'm going to be doing this. And I've only gotten about 60% into it. And then 
life happens or something yeah. happens or I get a commission and then another work things and then it all gets put on the back burner mm-hmm. and then I feel terrible because yeah. I've told people I'm going to do this thing and then it hasn't it's still bits of paper stuck yeah. around this room and or in my sketchbook it's and, a strange thing of kind of you, like we're saying with the kind of whole marketing and art and stuff like so if you have a product the general path for a product is you announce that you're going to do yeah. a product yeah. and then you create the product and then you put it out for sale yeah I find that I'm terrible at marketing yeah. because I hate announcing things. Yeah. So I'll just work on something for a year and then suddenly go, here you go. Yeah. There's a, now this is here. Yeah. <laughs> go deal with that. Um, yeah. And yeah, but then as soon as you've announced it, yeah. that pressure piles because you're like, oh, now people are expecting it. Yeah. And I think in a way, from my point of view, it ruins your art because it, it you automatically start thinking of like, okay, I've put this out. I've said I'm going to do this. Yeah. So now they're automatically interpreting it before I've even made it. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So the expectation they're having yeah. is just not what I'm going to make. No, no, so, no. I, I, I know, I get that completely. Yeah. I get that completely, yeah. It's not a comfortable... Yeah. It's not a comfortable relationship. It just really so. interferes with, yeah. you know, whatever, whatever is communicating within your own psyche, yeah. it really messes that up somehow. The real trick is to complete it, and then, then announce you're going to do it, it, and then go, okay, well, here it is. That's what I'm going to do. Document it along the way, <laughs> yeah. and go, okay, yeah. yeah. I'm starting yeah, this painting. Yeah. It's sat right there, but I'm starting yeah, this yeah, painting. Yeah, 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 no, maybe that's the way to do it. Do you find, so, I mean, obviously, style-wise, mm. you have quite a quite a, a flowing, organic style to everything else. Uh, do you think, do you ever worry about doing stuff which is out of that style? Like moving into other kind of stylizations and stuff like that no i don't um it's something i've been wanting to do for ages Mm. when i when i kind of decided oh i'm going to put myself out there as an artist and Mm. i did a website and everything like that you know there's this thing of oh you have to do things a certain way and you have to have a style you Mm. can't try this and try that and paint in this way and i found that really hard yeah but um, naturally, I fell into three, I kind of found three different categories, which were the long ladies, the bees, mm-hmm. and then the feminine awakening stuff, which was much more kind of like, I was wanting to get into portraiture and stuff, but still have a slightly surreal edge to it. Yeah. Um, so no, and now I want to go and do something else. I, I prefer not to. Yeah. And I think now that, because I'm kind of like, I'm resting the mantle of being an artist down f- for a bit. Yeah. I need a break from it. I've been doing it for seven years, and I and I actually maybe just need to clean the slate. Yeah. In a in a sense of so that I can just come in here and just paint genuinely what I want to paint, yeah. and not worry about whether it has any commercial value or anything like that. Um. So yeah. Yeah. Nice. Hopefully. You know, I don't know what's going to happen, which is, and and that's in a nice feeling now. Yeah. Whereas before, it was like, oh, you need to know, you know, because yeah. I mean, there is one way of working where you literally are planning out every single square, mm. you know, where yeah. people do big oil paintings, you know. And I started to sort of go down that route about a year and a half ago, yeah. And um, 
I just there's something lost in that way. Like there's a safety and there's a way of showing up and filling it all in, but yeah. then it, something's lost. It kind of fascinates me stuff like that. Is it, it's like when you see people do photorealistic stuff. Yeah, exactly like it, that. Yeah, I find it really fascinating because in my head I'm just like, I have no idea how you've done this. Yeah. Also, why do you enjoy? This? Exactly. Yeah, I've got a friend who paints like that. She's a yeah. portrait painter in London and. And she works square by square. Yeah. yeah. I, I mean, and I don't know how she does it. I always have the conflict of, of um, kind of looking at things like that and saying, okay, yes, it's it's technically brilliant. It's, mm. you know, something which I could never do. But what's the point? Yeah, but what's the concept? Yeah. Why why what's have you done point? this? Well, you may as well just have a photo. Yeah. And There's a said, guy, Marcella, somebody, I follow him on Instagram, and okay. he literally, he paints... He paints portraits of women, and he'll he'll like do a really close up, and there'll yeah. be like a bead of sweat on, and you can see every single pore. Yeah. And it's beautiful, but what's the point? Yeah. Why are you doing this? I don't understand because it's not got any of his feeling in it. Like I don't know. It's yeah. It's it is a complete it's a photo conflict. Done yeah. In oil painting. Yeah. I don't know. So we'll have the photo. Exactly. You know, it's in, in a way I kind of. I find that kind of stuff verges on like idolatrism and, and yeah. worship. Yeah. If you're spending that much time, like people say, oh yeah, I've spent 300 hours drawing this painting. I'm like, yeah. cool, but what connection do you have to Marilyn Monroe who you've just spent yeah. so much of your life yeah, drawing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Why? Why them? Yeah. You know, why not yourself? If it was yourself, it would make so that much more sense. sense. But then you'd probably be a bit of a narcissist. So I don't know. <laughs> If it was your parents, yes, this is so much to unpack here. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> exactly. It's just yeah. a celebrity. Yeah, um, so yeah. why are you doing this? Yeah. Um, but then at the same time, you, you kind of you've got that fight with social media because that stuff is really it's on point. It's what people yeah. love to see because to them, just the sheer spectacle of it yeah. is enough to drag them in. Absolutely. Whereas artists sit there. But and I started away. going down that road a little bit, like the, the painting behind you with under that print, mm. the woman her hair took 36 hours to paint okay. because I had a photo of this woman I saw her in Shoreditch train station I was like can you come to my studio I need to photograph her to paint <laughs> okay. and she came and then I painted her I did three paintings of yeah. her and I was going down that road of really wanting it to be perfect but I still wanted to bring in the surrealist kind mm. of spontaneous expression or something and that's kind of where I've left my trail yeah. a bit I've left the breadcrumbs of the trail and when I go back to my next project which is kind of all a bit on hold I've, I've got the I've got the photographs of the women and I've got various ideas of working with broken bits of pottery and bits of fabric print and things mm -hmm. like that and I want to bring in that whole spontaneous expression but mm -hmm. still have their faces okay and it's interesting that you mention that kind of worship thing because for me, the project, there's something about iconography. You know, I love some of the old, beautiful, iconographic, religious images yeah. and how they painted in the Renaissance where they layered up the skin tones. Yeah. And so things would be painted about six times. The face and the skin would be painted because they would paint in glazes and you yeah. get this really beautiful kind of just this beautiful uh finish to yeah. the skin but then i want the rest of it to be wild and spontaneous yeah, yeah, yeah. and and that was where i got to when i had yeah. to put it all down to finish my diploma so hopefully 
next year when yeah. I go back to it. I'm going to marry those two together where they'll be the really set anatomically yeah, correct yeah, yeah. bit um, and then the other bit. Yeah. I think there's, yeah, a, yeah. there's a comfort, um, there's a, something which you kind of have to do as an artist of recognising what you can complete yeah. and what you will spend your lifetime trying to complete but yeah. also what your ability is and I yeah. think that's something a lot of people struggle with yeah. and figuring out where the line is like I know I can't draw cars I've tried <laughs> hundreds and thousands of times to draw a vehicle and it always looks like a toy car it's like it's yeah. chunky it's way too yeah. big and everything's wrong so I'm like I'm just never going to draw a car no. or if I do draw a car it's not going to look like a car it's going to have arms and legs because yeah. <laughs> so, that's what I can draw and there's just a, a balance between yeah. when you start making art getting yeah. frustrated with everything and going actually no yeah. this is what I can actually do yeah. so I, I'll yeah, yeah. patch down that line yeah and, it, and it's interesting because it's like you've just come right inside my head because I was at the point where I don't know if I'm technically good enough to paint right. how I want to paint yeah. um, so you know that comes into it as well like you say what you're actually good enough you know what you create. can what yeah. you can do because the brain can make you think that you're good enough. You know, you have an idea and it's in your brain and it's in your imagination. And then you go to the blank canvas and like, well, what the fuck am I supposed to do now? What am I, well, I've got to paint it. Oh, yeah. Um, where should I begin? <laughs> do you know what I mean? And it's like, so there is a lot of, I don't know, there's kind of like, it's part technique and it's part luck when yeah. you're painting. Like, but then I think there's a... <laughs> It's strange, like, so one of the things, like, when I make work or whenever I do, like with the drawing every day or with my zine, which I do, yeah, a lot of that stuff is to encourage people, because I find yeah. artists, despite being creative, passionate people, are hugely defeatist when it comes to creating yeah. their own work, yeah. because you do stop, and I think that part of that comes from, because as children, we go, okay, well, I can draw, I can paint. And that's natural. That comes really easy to me. So yeah. as soon as you encounter something in that field where you're like, I can't do this. Yeah. Your brain yeah. goes, we'll never be able to do this. Yeah. yeah. We'll, we'll always be fighting this. So we'll just stop. <laughs> and that and that is how you inspire people. Because yeah. you inspired me. I was like, God, he's telling me every day. Bloody hell. Right. You've got to start doing that. You know, and it, but, you know, it was the fact that you just did it with such ease and joy. That's what you reminded me of that whole... Just, 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 do just do it. Just, yeah. You know, it doesn't have to end up as anything. It doesn't have to be just, something you pile into the world. No, just do it. And that for me is, you know, having just put it all down. Um, I'm really enjoying the space from it. So, mm -hmm. that, you know, because I've just been away camping and doing some wild walking for a couple of weeks. And even that two week holiday, I've come back. And my head feels so much better and I'm energised and, and you and I'm more relaxed. I'm not so like, I've got to push this to happen. It's mm -hmm. like, okay, that's what I'm planning to happen. Yeah. Let's just go with it and see where we're at. You know, and that feels like a much healthier way of working. Yeah, so that's hopefully when I've had a probably year, it'll be <clears throat> six months to year break from my art. When I go back to it, I'll just be like, I'll just be yeah. <laughs> just like, <laughs> <laughs> but 
right, let's Diving see what's right going to happen. <laughs> I'll come find you in a few like, few months afterwards and there's just nothing but you and paint in a room. <laughs> You're like, what happened? Is that just dived right back Bliss, in. Yes, that sounds great. <laughs> I haven't seen you in months. <laughs> yeah, that's how it should be. It sounds promising, though. I think that's a nice point to round this out as well. Lovely. The future of your work and yeah. everything which is coming. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Um, where can people find you if they want to find you? Um, well, basically, you can find me with my name, Charlotte Jane Kessler, and that's Jane, the boring Jane, the boring with, an Jane. A, with an A, not, not a Y. Um, Kessler, K-E-S-S-L-E-R. I'm on Instagram, and I've got a website, and I'm on Facebook. Yeah, yeah. so just give me a holler. Yeah, I'm sure they will. But thank you for talking with me. Thank you. It's been it's really been good fun. We'll leave it there. Talk to these guys later. Thank Cheers. You. Bye.